So welcome back to the Healing Place podcast. Uh, you cannot talk about mental health enough. And I know we've been talking about it a lot, but so many people uh, are struggling, all of us. I say, if you're alive post 2020, then you're having some struggle with al uh, alcohol addiction, drug addiction, uh, depression, anxiety. Uh, there's just all kinds of ways that we're struggling. So. In today's episode, we talk about ways to combat some of those struggles in our mental health. We talk specifically about mindfulness, but that's kind of an overarching term. So we break down mindfulness and talk about what it means to be self-aware, self-conscious or conscious at a new level and how grounding techniques, meditation, prayer, being quiet and silent, getting out in nature, how all those things can help us become more mindful. And we're on. Hey guys, how are y'all doing? Doing hey, well. Welcome Hello. to the new studio. Yes, this is great. It's our first time to all be together on these right. new couches here That's right. in <laughs> Elm Street Studio. Feels all official, doesn't it? It certainly does. Nice. <laughs> Feel high tone. <clears throat> yeah, well, we are. Uh -huh. We are. So Ross, everybody, I don't know if they can see, you've got a little boot on. So I do. tell us tell us about the boot just in case people see that. Yeah. Or if you see me around, you don't have to ask me. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I got a stress fracture from running uh, too much. My dad calls it an overuse injury. Yeah. I, I don't claim that because I think I was running just enough. But um, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a bummer. I wasn't expecting to uh, for, for that news, but so I'm, I'm out of running for a little bit, but uh, it's okay. Dude, we'll sorry it. to hear that. It's okay. Thank you. I appreciate well, it. I have no excuse for not running, but anyway, hope <laughs> yeah. that heals soon. I appreciate it. Man. So you were just talking about I'm flying my flag That's today. Right. Let's we're go in Pokes. the OSU. So when do they they play this their first yeah. game this week? Yeah, they Saturday. They're playing Missouri State. Okay. So, uh, so it'll potentially be a, a throwaway game. You know, hopefully it's a it's it's a game that we'll be able to to kind of fly by. But it'll be fun. It'll be fun to get to see players again and see the 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 new guys at new positions and all that jazz. So. I don't even know who they're playing, but I hope they do well. Yeah. But I should own a lot of these shirts because I own stock in the university. <laughs> Same. All the money, all our money is going to OSU. That's exactly right. Crazy. Every month. I so, build so uh, Spoonie, man, give us a quick update on Denisa. Hey, man, she's doing well. She's recovering. Uh, for, yeah. those of you, for those of you that don't know, my wife had a kidney transplant and mm -hmm. everything went well. And so we're just right in the middle of her healing. So, yeah. I spoke with her just a few minutes before we started here, and she had a good doctor's report today, and she's moving right along. So Awesome. Good. Yeah. Man, we're just so, Thank so you. thankful, mm -hmm. so happy. Oh, Denise, we love you. Yeah. We Thank love you. you so yeah, much. She, she feels do. the love, and she's, <laughs> we're so grateful to be with our cross Timbers yeah. family in the healing place. You guys have just yeah. shown us so much love, and thank yeah. you so much. You bet, Brian, man. just, I was sitting there and, you know, kind of just waiting on my wife to, to come, uh, to back to the room and she had just gotten back and I'm sitting there and I look up and here comes Brian right through the door and I'm just like, all right, hold it together, man, hold it together, <laughs> you know, so, but thank you guys Dude. so much. Everyone's well, we been love great. You. And then we're praying for her. Yep. And just so, so, so thankful, man. we're man. excited. Thank y'all so yeah. much. Yeah. 
Well, so we're going to dive in and talk about the state of mental health, man, in us, in our clients, in our country, in our world. Uh, before we do that, I want to, I just want to throw out a couple things. One is a dedication today. Mm-hmm. You know, I did this when we lost one of my really dear friends, Bob yeah. Bustring. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just two days ago, I found out that um, one of my um, dear, dear friends, his name is Drew Deanna. He passed uh, um, from complications of COVID. Uh, And um, man, this kid, I say kid, he looks like 28, you know, he's one of the coolest guys I've ever, you know, been around as far as he just, but uh, he's actually, he was 40 years old. Um, But uh, Drew was just such a sweet, sweet spirit, a kind hearted man. Uh, He loved people. He was a very talented musician, um, just a brilliant mind and a thoughtful, uh, compassionate, um, kind, gracious, uh, peace-loving man. Uh, Just everyone who who knew him just just, um, loved him. You know, and uh, so, yeah, we're I'm still in shock. You know, we're really going to miss him. And, uh, you know, his his family and his friends are obviously just they're all in shock. It just it happened so suddenly. So, man, that that kind of sets the tone for for, you know, where we're going today. Just realizing people are all hurting. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is affecting all of yes. us. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so so before I, I'll come right back to that. But I want to say this, too. I'm thankful to all of the people who are tuning in to our podcast. Yes. I just want to shout out and say thank you yes, thank to you. everyone who's yeah. listening to this. Uh, I think it's a little misleading because I, I at first I was watching um, some of the numbers on the YouTube videos, right? Um, and what I'm finding is more and more people that, that I'm talking to are listening to the podcast on some podcast platform or Spotify uh, they're not watching on YouTube, right? Uh, and um, so we forget, right, that there's a lot of people tuning in. But yeah. I just want to thank everyone for doing that. Continue to watch or, or listen. Continue to share it. Uh, uh, yesterday, um, after hearing from, I think, four clients in the last month that they are loving our podcast. And you kind of forget about it sometimes. It's not like we're going back and listening to all the episodes. But after hearing literally three or four clients tell me, quoting things that they've heard you say or you say or <laughs> they've heard us say, and just saying that really, really, really made an impact. So just yesterday, my wife met a new couple in our lobby. They're brand new to Cross Timbers, and she's introducing herself, right, as she does. And they said, oh, you're Jamie Hackney? They said, we know your husband. They, oh, well, we don't know your husband, but we listen to him. So awesome. she started listening to the podcast. And the one that really made this impact was when she heard me recently talking about the early days of our marriage. And her husband walked up as she's telling Jamie this story. And she goes, I even got him listening to it because one thing he said, she, she said the thing that we connected to most was when he said, we knew that if we kept on this road we were on, somebody was going to end up dead or in jail. Mm. <laughs> and she just kind of started laughing. She goes, 
man, we related to that. And, she, and he goes, boy, can I, you know, the husband. And so they're actually um, scheduled to come in now. Awesome. And, and they're, they're, it's so, so, so cool. I won't name who's going to see them on this. It's actually not me. Um, but uh, so they, it's, it's just so cool to hear those stories. Mm-hmm. So they hear of someone else who had a really hard time in their marriage yeah. talking openly and honestly about it. And it encouraged them to say, hey, you know what? If they can talk about that, let's go talk to them, right? Yes, yes. So um, it's just, I'm, I'm really thankful to have this platform. Yeah. And so I'm just, let, I just thought I'm going to encourage you guys, never forget that the things we talk about on here truly are making a difference, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I love that. If there was any silver lining yeah. to COVID as we, you know, think back on and talk about the state of where we are, it's that it allowed us to be creative about ways to continue to, mm-hmm. you know, share with people, help people, encourage people. And one of those was this podcast, yeah. something yeah. we had wanted to do for a long time. But when we got in that place where we stripped down to the essentials and allowed us to be more creative, we we were able to, to put this together. So I thought that was really cool. And I'm just, yeah, and I'm thankful to our tech team, our production yes. team, yeah. the Absolutely. digital engagement team, just all the people who pooled together and, and basically put us in their schedule on their to-do list right. and just yeah. said, you know, Absolutely. we want to help you guys yes. get the message out. And so, you know, sometimes we feel like, oh, that was horrible or we weren't prepared <laughs> or man, we're just talking about the same thing. But right. you know what? You know, everyone's not hearing every episode, right? And here's this brand new couple who happens to tune in to hear us say, my marriage was a train wreck and we were going to end up in in jail or dead, you know? (laughs) And uh, it's funny. She said, I think you said I was going to end up incarcerated in a body bag, you know? (laughs) And, and, uh, but, but whatever, you know, she got the, she got the gist and then her husband listened. And so, um, and then they go back and start catching old episodes, you know? So that's the, it's just, I'm so thankful. So, um, yeah, what I wanted to do is just kind of, it's not like we've been talking specifically about the political landscape or, or COVID, you know, getting into things that can be, you know, highly controversial mm-hmm. or things that people are just bombarded by every day in social media or, or on the mainstream media. Um, but it's like we'd be remiss if we didn't, you know, if we totally dodged those subjects, if we didn't mention it at all because of what we're going through right now. So here we are, depending on when this, you know, is released, we're coming out, you know, late, late summer, early fall, right, of 2021. And just because of this pandemic, the political, economic, social, impact that it's having. Um, I mean, all the different types of impacts that, that it's having on our lives, on everyone, right? No one is immune to the effect and the impact it's having. Um, so, and when I say social, the, the mental health impact that it's having. So I've said this many times, I thought, you know, and I started saying it kind of post 9-11, right? I said, you can't be alive today and not have some form of PTSD, right? right? right. We were, though, th- this is a traumatic time to live in. And so now with, with 2020 and this pandemic, increasingly people are struggling. Yeah. And look, y- 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 there'd be something wrong with you if you weren't struggling, right? And so we say this, if you're struggling with anxiety, with depression, uh, with, with 
uncertainty and fear. The, the um, of course, the devastating impact uh, economically on many families, um, uh, physically uh, because of the the loss of loved ones and or the fear of losing a loved one. The battle that we know people are in right now, people fighting for their lives and. Um, but there, even if none of those things affected you, you directly, you're alive right now and you're, you're hearing the news and you're watching news and you're on social media and you have friends. And so you're hearing stuff that is just, uh, it's demoralizing, it's devastating. It, it is, it is anxiety producing and it's depressing. Right. And so I just want to go back to that and, and, and just, if you will, honor where people are. And one of the things I'll start with is we know that things can be divisive, right? And we know that social media can be a platform for people just arguing and fighting and vilifying and trying to dominate or dismiss or coerce or censor and all of that, right? And we come to these beliefs and, and these opinions, and many times it's just it's our we've talked so much. It's our own bias, it's right. confirmation bias. But a lot of times it's because we want to stay alive. Yeah. Like I want to believe something yes. that's that makes me feel safe. Mm-hmm. Bless our hearts. Mm-hmm. If we can control something, <laughs> if we can understand yeah, and be right. right and be, then it makes me feel safer. And right. but but I want to address, I guess, this first point is after hearing someone literally called stupid for their their beliefs and knowing that this person came to a very strong uh, emotional belief because of what had happened in their own life. Mm-hmm. Someone who had lost a daughter, these are, this is years ago, has nothing to do with this pandemic, but lost a daughter um, in, in a certain type of medical scenario. I'm not even going to name it because I don't <laughs> want us to go there, but... So he had a very strong emotional opinion about something, and then he's called stupid by someone, mm-hmm. like he's ignorant. And man, God bless this guy's heart because he's coming to this decision, his conclusion, honestly, just very, very honestly. And then I would say, God bless this other person. He's being very judgmental because they don't, they're not thinking about that. They're just thinking about what they've seen and heard, and they're not putting the shoe on the other foot, if you will, mm-hmm. knowing that somebody could have lost a daughter in a certain situation, a right. child, a seven-year-old, mm-hmm. um, and had contemplated taking his own life because of it. Um, the good news is this guy now is many years post that, and he's doing very, very well, and he's thankful to um, his his healing journey through that. Uh, but I just want to... So throwing that out there, I just want to catch up with you guys. So what... What are you seeing and hearing, you know, from your clients? I know we're all struggling, but but just kind of give me some of the things that you're you're hearing with people, uh, your friends, family, or your clients. Yeah, I want to piggyback on mm-hmm. something you said too. You know, you, we we've said before that uh, the the quote that you love that you know everyone's fighting a battle. Yeah. Uh, what what is that quote from? So Pavlovich yeah. quoted some old quotes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're give grace because everyone you know is is struggling. Yeah, We're fighting a hard battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to a guy, and uh, he was telling me that he had a back issue. Uh, his back had he had some back issue, and his his wife's pregnant, and they were going to get some uh, dog food 
and here's you know him walking around and his wife's having to grab this big bag of dog food and load it into the car and he's like man if people are looking at me they're thinking what a jerk you know making his pregnant wife load uh, a bag of dog food in the car and he told me he said man it really made me compassionate towards people with invisible disabilities mm. And, and that really no. stuck with me because I'm like, man, invisible, invisible yeah. disabilities or, and that's even, you know, clients that I know, friends that I know, personal relations that relationships that I have who are dealing with invisible mental disabilities or mental challenges. And so everyone is fighting a battle like that. The person who is calling this other guy dumb, like what is he facing that is causing that sure. type of response to come out yes. of him? you know, and the hurt that, that this other guy is facing. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. man, just if we could all cultivate the posture towards people that we have no idea what they're facing, yes. it can allow us to, you know, bring more good into the world, bring more understanding and compassion for people rather than reactivity, which is what I see so much online and uh, social media, it's all reactivity rather than yeah. understanding and compassion. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that. I love that. So good. Man. Yes. I, it makes me think, dadgummit, why didn't I bring that little article to share? <laughs> yeah. You know, so but, good. yeah, it's just like everyone sometime. you, you meet, it, it, it's a guy talking about, he's going to the, the store after leaving his father's memorial service. Right. And so you've got, and he, it's like, he didn't want to obviously wear a banner on his right. forehead. Hey, I just lost my dad. Mm -hmm. And he, there he's standing in the produce section looking over, you know, what do I buy? Do I need bananas? And, you know, kind of thing. And, and yeah. anybody who walks up in his space has no idea that that's what's going on. He's literally sitting there paralyzed in the produce mm -hmm. section. Mm -hmm. But, um, and, and it's, 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 we need to just adopt that mindset that every single person that we meet, yeah. they've got that, they're hanging by a thread. Yeah. They're literally, and that's not an overly dramatic, that's not hyperbole. Many of us are hanging by a thread. And if we're not today, we were yesterday or we will be tomorrow, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? And so it's a, it's a, it's, it is sad. Of course, we talk about here, we want to receive hope and give hope. So we've got to be receiving hope. But many times we feel hopeless, yeah. like we're human, right? So... <sighs> <laughs> So Glenna, I'm looking at you. Speak, speak, speak to that a little bit. Just again, I know I knew you're talking to, yeah. to hundreds of people. You know, um, you know, families, uh, individuals, a lot of women. So a lot um, of women. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, one like we do, we mm -hmm. all have that line. Like I think about even us when you were talking. I'm like, we face that too. Yeah. If we're honest, yes. like we're having to tend to our own mental health mm -hmm. and make mm -hmm. sure that we're. We're in a place because we could be that. We may wake up one morning and be like, oh, wow, I am hopeless right now mm -hmm. or yes. overwhelmed. I would say probably overwhelmed is uh -huh. an emotion I would tap into the yeah. past couple of weeks. Um, but being able to own that and, and to say, yeah, like I'm human. And there is that element of like we are one one moment away, maybe. Yeah. So, and, and again, as things come to mind, just jump in and interrupt me. Cause I mean, we could again, riff on this all day long and we do it, we deal with it all the time. And that's why just remembering that there's tons of people listening to this podcast and I'm hearing more and more, um, that, that may not have heard us say this or they may have, but we're going to say it again. When I say that on our intake form, so there's all kinds of specific things that we ask for and people will check, but there hasn't been an intake form in the last two years where there, not one where an individual didn't check anxiety or depression right. or both. Yeah. 
Because those are two boxes mm -hmm. that are almost 100% of the time checked. Mm -hmm. And so when I talk to, to people, for, the first thing I want to do is just normalize that. Yeah. Of course, of course you're, you're, you're anxious. Mm -hmm. it, it, whether it's a generalized anxiety disorder or you know, panic or, or, or some, something more specific, but a lot of people struggling with social anxiety right now, yeah. especially a lot of younger people. But then depression, okay? Mm -hmm. And so I, I wanna I want us to talk about some things because and I'm so glad you you said that uh, you know yes we will struggle we will wake up and mm -hmm. feel overwhelmed uh, sad um, angry many times just ugh, and we want to control we want to fix you know we want to solve problems <laughs> but as I said our greatest human need is not solution it's solidarity mm -hmm. so we have to go back to solidarity but but. Um, one of the things that I've said consistently is number one, you're normal. If you're struggling with this, okay, you're normal. There'd be something wrong with you, literally the way God designed you if it wasn't malfunctioning right yeah, now. Right. So you're malfunctioning correctly, mm -hmm. okay? The <laughs> malfunction may feel scary and it may feel like never ending. And it, it's, it, it can be unnerving when you think, I've lost control. Like I, something's wrong with me and I can't yeah. fix it, yeah. especially when it comes to do with your mind. Um, so number one, you're normal, but number two, like, don't go it alone. We are here yes. for you and yes. we are here with you. Yes. Um, uh, one of the things that I just, I just told this story literally probably seven times in the last two weeks to different clients because they're coming in basically saying, Hey, I feel, uh, sum it up. I feel out of control. Do I need help? That's the, <laughs> and, <laughs> Am I and crazy? I'm like, yes. And <laughs> yeah. so. I'm like, you know, sh sh should I see you more often? You know, it's like, I don't know. You tell me, you know, it's, it's yeah. so, but one of the things is how can I combat this? Right. What, what do I do? Mm. Yeah. And while we know this is a process and it's a journey and it's not, there's not a one and done kind of thing or some magic pill. There are some consistent things that I'm doing personally. And I, and I want to talk about those. Yeah. I don't want to hear from y'all, but I'll, I'll kind of kick it off. So one is Literally, and, and we've all heard it, and you probably know what I'm going to say, but many of us just don't do it, right? You've heard it, and you know you should, but it's turn off your phone. Mm -hmm. Turn off, and you know, it's a really good thing that I didn't say turn off your expletive phone, <laughs> right? <laughs> so turn off yeah. your phone. I mean, literally, put it down, turn it off, and that would go for any other device, including the TV, and go outside. So yes. turning off the phone and going out into nature. I mean, some people, I know some people, as I say that, they can't right now. For whatever reason, that's just not going to work for them. Right. If you can, try to get outside, watch a sunrise, watch a sunset, go sit by water and watch the water, go for a walk, just simply go for a walk, get outside, listen for sounds, pay attention for what you pay attention to, you know, notice what you notice, mm -hmm. uh, you know, whether, whether it's watching a squirrel or a hummingbird or, or listening, just taking, go out at night and look up and, and look at the stars, but it's getting outside. And again, preferably right now outside during the day and get some vitamin D. 
we know, I mean, this is scientific fact. It's mm -hmm. vitamin D helps your body. You have to have vitamin D and God gave us a good dose of that outside. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to help your mental health. Going outside and having some, some regular time for some continuity, something that's longer than 30 or 60 second video snips, mm -hmm. right? That, that starts to tell your body and your mind a story about how reality is right? This segmented, fragmented thing is so disjointed and it gives you a false perception of, of reality, of how, what life is all about. Yeah. And so two things that I'm doing regularly is going outside. I try to get vitamin D and some exercise, yeah. but it's getting away from my device and spending time in nature. Yeah. When I do that, it's very surprising what can happen. Okay. Sometimes it's this feeling of euphoria that comes over me all is well with the world because I, I get into a whole new mindset about in this peace that comes over me about what's really uh, important and loving the people in my life and receiving love from them. Other times it will surprise me how I go off for a walk and I'm feeling very neutral, if you will, not happy, not sad, mm -hmm. and just trying to clear my mind all of a sudden just from deep within a sadness wells up. And I find myself all of a sudden you just burst out into tears and I'm on this walk out at Eagle Mountain Lake and it's like, <laughs> what just came up and why the sadness? Well, we're all sad right now. Yeah, You can be simultaneous, really happy and celebratory and also grieving deeply and have a deep sadness and you have to let that come up, right? Yes. Let those tears come up. Yes. For me on the trails, I literally put my sunglasses that were up on my head. I pulled them down over my eyes because I didn't want everybody to see me <laughs> crying on the, on the trails. Right. Um, but then it'd be really good if you had someone in your life that you can go in after being alone and letting that stuff come up, yeah. letting it bubble up and then dealing with it, right? But then go tell someone. Yeah. Sit with someone who you're not embarrassed to let them see you cry, Absolutely. right? So good. So that has been very, very helpful for me in centering and grounding. So how about how about you guys? That's been great. Even uh, some of the people asked me about how my wife's healing has been going. Uh, one thing I try to do um, because you know, in one one instance, you're all excited about you know uh, that this is going to happen. Yeah. You know, and when it finally happens, um, uh, just spending time with my wife and talking with her, with her, it's been, well, you know, the anxiety set in of, you know, everything that she has to do because my wife, one thing I love about her, she just, she dives right into figuring out and, and researching and all of yeah, that. And yeah. so speaking of the device, yes. um, before she knew it with everything that's going on, Next thing you know, some anxiety hit, you know, and it was like, wow, is this, is this going to work? Is this going to be okay for the rest of my life? Is this, is that, and this. Mm -hmm. And so what we started doing, what I started doing is making sure I understood that that's where she is. But I would tell her, hey, you know what? Um, today we're going to get out and drive. And I just want you to just look out the window and see that life is still going on. Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. the and so I would intentionally drive by a park and let her see people running, walking, and that hey, they're they're moving moving on with life. Yeah. And I'll never forget we did it on I think it was last Wednesday, and as I was driving, I just looked over and she just took a huge deep breath, 
And it was so odd that when that happened, the moment she took that deep breath, I just started crying, you know, because like you said, I just let it out mm -hmm. that I hadn't really embraced the fact that, wow, we're on this side of it. Yeah. Because I clicked right into being her nurse, yeah. being her yeah. cheerleader, baby, you know, yep. we're going to make it, you're going to be all right. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't dealt with that emotion yet. And so, uh, and the good thing about it is also, after you turn off that device, make sure you are around good people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If it's one or two people, maybe three, however big your circle is, but people that want to see you win and love you. Like, just every time I turned around, I was getting a text from you guys, one of you, and it was mm -hmm. just like, I would just smile big and just be happy. And then, you know, you never know how you, how you gauge what's going on with your clients. And, you know, you just want to know that you're helping. You want to know that you're, you know, uh, making an impact and helping them move forward. Well, I look up on my email and I'm getting emails from them wishing us the best of luck, praying for us and all that. So, um, you know, that's just been huge for us in this season because that's one of the things that we don't take into consideration. And that is, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of in the midst of what's happening in Afghanistan and all these places, there's real life happening to you. Yeah. yeah. And if right. you don't take that time to just look at your life, and that is perfectly a great uh, thing to do, is sometimes mm -hmm. turn off your your phone, right. Right. <laughs> turn off your TV because you need to deal with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. you need to be in your circle and and deal with that because if not, you're so caught up into that that now you're lost in that, you know? Well, exactly. And if you think about turning on, whether it's the news, the show, obviously yeah. there's the escape in these these reality series or, or any any dramatic series that you, you watch, you know, whether it's a movie or a docu-series or, or whatever on TV, but even on social media, you can project all the stuff yep. onto out there. And so you're not doing any interior work at all. Right. Um, you can vicariously feel their pain all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. You can you can look and think, oh, look at what they're dealing with. And there's and there's enough to that'll send you from supper time to bedtime, right? right. Oh, and so yes. if you if you're not careful, you're never doing your interior never. work. You're never dealing with how you feel. And in many ways, that feels actually noble. Yep. Like I'm caring about, I'm going to go check in on everybody else. And you now yep. that empathy side of you, if you're an empath, you're, you're going to want to look and see what's the update with my friend who's, who's in the hospital, hmm. right. you know, what's the update with the, the people who just sent their kids to school for the first time. And, and mm -hmm. so I'm out there feeling their stuff, imagining how they're feeling and you're, you're not, it's, it's, a, it's a distraction. Oh, Many times we don't want to own how we're feeling. Yes, sir. It's all about someone else Absolutely. and that's not doing us any good nope. uh it is so it is so so hard for us to stay with the feelings of sadness and yeah. grief mm -hmm. okay obviously we know shame is a killer we've talked a lot yeah. about that but so much right now is sadness and grief and and so then if you think about it's so easy at my I just think about my house in one little area okay, I've got my phone here and I can look at that and I can look over and there's Netflix and I look over there there's my piano and I'll walk over and, and sit you know and it's just weird and I'll go in this little loop and it's just one oh and then there's a refrigerator over there oh wait there's the pool it's just this and I'm never stopping 
Yeah. And so I have to, for, when I say force myself to turn all that off and go outside, there's something about being outside and grounding and even standing in the grass barefooted, right? Just mm-hmm. that grounding and being part of, of nature for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, so, scientifically, they talk about that grounding yeah. of taking your shoes off, mm-hmm. being having connection mm-hmm. with the earth, and it's, it's basically interrupting energy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, and so you're interrupting that energy and you're changing it. And yeah. it's so good to just connect with nature and we can yeah. ground, like, what if you can't get out? Mm-hmm. How do you ground? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does that look like? And so yeah. I know I walk my clients through different ways to ground, whether it's through their imagination and their mind or mm-hmm. whether it's physically taking in things with their senses. And so mm-hmm. what can you touch? Like grab some ice cubes, run yeah. some water over your hands. Um, maybe it's something that you can smell, essential oils, you know, yeah. take in a scent that will help you be grounded or maybe it's just Noticing what does it feel like to sit on this yes. sofa or yeah. the difference between the leather and this plastic and the wood mm-hmm. or wiggling your toes into the carpet. So you can ground yourself. If you can't get outside, you can find a way to ground yourself with your senses. Yes. Um, and then you can also do it with your mind. Like yes. you can say, okay, I'm going to, and it will just be like, just to think about something else. Um, so one thing I like to do is think through and say out loud how to make chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> but it's a process, right? Mm, and I have yeah. to engage my mind in that process of what that looks like. Or maybe it's planning a leisure activity or looking forward to seeing somebody. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. things will ground you with relationship and connection. Yeah. So just some other thoughts about so ways oh, to ground, really. like if we can't get mm-hmm. outside, even yeah. though my preferred way is the water or on yeah. a trail or yeah. something like that, being outside. And when you said be present, be where your body is, right? And then you said you can do that with your mind. And it's interesting. So how we run from those things in our mind, because they feel heavy, Mm -hmm. they feel. And so we distract ourselves. But then when you let it come up again, where I was in my mind was really sad, but I never had that quote funeral. I didn't go to that memorial service for what I was sad about. So it was just hanging out there. Think about how you feel after you have, if you will. And I'm, I'm again, I keep coming back to sadness. When you've had that person who comes up and they're just and they break and they just have this good, good cry. What do they always do after the good cry? They're sitting there, they could be sobbing, shaking, and you're just hugging them, loving on them. And usually after the cries, it's like, it's kind of sometimes smile, laugh. There's this lightness, right? They had this heavy, heavy sadness. Well, because they were so afraid to address that. It's scary. It's sad. It's doesn't. It's yucky, whatever. Then they have it. They get to address it. And there's this lightness. If they did now, it's it's not gone, but for now, you've given it its due, and so now you're back to kind of a balanced state, rather than this sadness hanging, literally hanging over your head, always being the dark cloud that's going to taunt you or or or, uh, you know, do do its thing or haunt you, if you will. Mm -hmm. Ross, anything that you're you're doing or seeing or talking to your clients about? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, whenever I think of sadness and depression, mm-hmm. one of the things that I see a lot with people in in my office is um, a, lot of, a lot of struggle to get going, a lot of apathy that happens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's like everything seems so overwhelming. All the things that need to get done, all the, and it's like this feeling that they're feeling that's holding them back is causing them 
to not be able to do these things and then not being able to do these things makes them feel bad about sure. yeah. themselves, you know? And, uh, and so I think, uh, you know, uh, recognizing, acknowledging, um, and validating how they're feeling is, is the first important step. And, you know, cause a lot of times you're in that place because you're not honest with, with yourself and who you are and how you feel. Uh, and then after that, it's, it's, creating like when when Glenna was talking about a, a plan for chop, chocolate chip cookies I love that because it's like we can we can do that practically in our life too by by taking little steps to get to the place where uh, where you can where you can feel like okay I'm, I'm actually getting things done I'm actually being productive and taking care of these things you know when when COVID first hit one of the things that that I saw with people around me and with myself is you know when you take away these these little, accomplishments or these little goals, you feel purposeless. And that purposelessness is what can lead to that depression feeling, right? It's the loss of something. And I think we are collectively feeling that because the things that we were doing that were giving us purpose were kind of being stripped from us, our work and driving to work and, you know, daily tasks. And so I see that a lot with the sadness that we're experiencing now and giving people just, okay, you don't need to get 15 things on your to-do list done today. Let's get one thing done and celebrate that and then reevaluate the next day. Uh, And just putting those little things in front of us can help us get out of the, the, the wheel or out from under the, you know, the, the pressure of all the overwhelm that causes us to not be able to, Mm -hmm. to do the Mm -hmm. things we normally do. Yeah. So to, to end today, you know, it's when, when you have this, this conversation, you know, I, I heard Richard Rohr, Richard Rohr once say, he said, if you're not, you know, he talks about first half of life and second half of life Mm -hmm. people, and that's not just a matter of chronology or age. It's a matter of your uh, consciousness and, 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 you know, that first half of life, you, you've got the container, your ego, but you have to lose that. Right. And you have to get to the second half of life. Like what's really important, what matters. And, um, and he talked about elders that have this sense of gravitas, gravitas. You can't just giggle at everything. He talks about there's a seriousness, but there's also a lightness and you can joke and you can have joy. Um, but in that, so that tension of, of both of those things, holding them together, um, he said, you know, if an elder can't tell a younger that everything's going to be okay, you know, then what good are you anyway? <laughs> you know, it's like so many times I get caught up in that, that real, like, I just can't tell my daughter that tornadoes don't happen because they do, you know, and, right. but it's like, we need to be holding the hand of people and look them in the eye and say, it's going to be okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. And then that, that voice of realism to yeah. what we do. Well, what if it's not? <laughs> you know what? As long as I have breath, it's I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to say it's going to be okay, right? Absolutely. It's about being there for people. So yes. I just, man, just could thank you guys for doing the work you do. Mm-hmm. Continue to stay in, in the, the moment with people. Um, yeah, man, just stay, stay, stay in the battle. Because right now, you know, being a half a century old, uh, there's always been stuff, yeah. but when you hear this, that we're in unprecedented times, like unprecedented weather events, unprecedented, you know, stuff that we're seeing in the, in, in our country, yeah. but, you know, many people seeing, wow, this is not the country I grew up in. You right. know, that's, 
It's unsettling, right? It's unnerving. Mm -hmm. And people, we're we're all struggling. So remember that everybody you meet is fighting a large, a large battle right now. Um, If you're struggling with your mental health, join the club. Not to, and that's not a, a, a flippant statement and not to minimize it, but, but the club is let's come in together and let's, let's hold each other's hand and let's say it's going to be okay. Yes, sir. All right. We'll see you guys awesome. on the next episode. All Love right. y'all. Good. Love you too. So I hope you've enjoyed our conversations. Remember to like, share, follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And if you ever want to talk to someone in the healing place, we're here for you. Please pick up the phone and call, email, or find us on crosstimberschurch.org, The Healing Place, or find us on our Facebook page, The Healing Place Group.